Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Man, I get excited when I get in church. I, I, I don't know how people tolerate having dead church. Amen. I'm apostolic. And uh, I heard I heard somebody say they said, I'm sorry, I'm apostolic. Well, I don't apologize for being apostolic. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And uh, just excited for what the Lord is going to do in this place. There is just, my God of mercy, there's going to be an explosion in this house. And it's going to go beyond these walls. Amen. I felt, I felt in, as I was, as I was getting ready and, and everything, I just felt, felt an overflow what God is is going to do in this place you're going to take it back to your church there's going to be an overflow of God's glory God's power God's presence I believe that there are times in history where there has been a manifestation of God's power in a service where people come together and unite that all of a sudden it ignites fire in the churches of everybody that came and gathered together. I believe we're in one of those services tonight. Can you just lift your hands? I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Almighty God, King of glory. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God the praise. Hallelujah. I want to invite you to open your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18 and reading verse 20. And we will read it until, well, until I I stop. (laughs) Have no clue where that's going to be. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, let me just give a little, let me give a little rundown. This is where prophet Elijah feels from the Lord that he's got to, he's got to call the people back to God because the people were in a backslidden state. He begins to say in verse, I'm going to jump all the way to verse 23. He says, 
let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood. Watch this. And put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. I want you to notice that little part where the prophet said, he said, and put no fire under. He said, and I won't put a fire under. I want to preach on the subject, the conflict of two fires. The conflict of two fires. And I believe that there is going to be a powerful move of God in this place. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are awesome. You are powerful. You are mighty. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Father, I pray that the fire of the Holy Ghost will ignite us in this place today. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost ignite us in this place today. Somebody begin to lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. If you can, will you lift your hands and just begin to speak in tongues right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of Almighty God. Elijah, who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of King Ahab. King Ahab had allowed himself to be influenced by his wife, Jezebel. Everybody knows about Jezebel. If there's ever a rebellious spirit in the church, we always refer to Jezebel. She influenced to be able to pollute and distort the worship of God's people. By mixing it with a worship to Baal and also a worship to God, almost a disguise in worship. 
so that the people would feel like as if they were still being religiously correct in their worship. They tried to introduce a new way of religion, a new way of worship. Elijah is standing on Mount Carmel facing off with a backslidden nation who had accepted a polluted religion and have turned their hearts from God. Elijah knew there is only one thing that can destroy this polluted religion. Hallelujah. And can open up the eyes of Israel to cause the people to come back to God. And that is they needed to experience the fire of God. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. So the one lonely prophet of God challenges the 400 prophets of Baal who would think, uh, looking at it, you would think that he was in an outmatched situation because there was 450 against the one prophet of God. But it don't matter if there would have been a thousand. When it's just you and God, there is no match. Oh, Lord, somebody got to get that in their spirit today. I said somebody got to get that in their spirit. It don't matter if it's all of hell gathering up against you. If God before you, who can be against you? Somebody give a shout unto God. Hallelujah. Maybe some folks would have been shaking in their sandals in that moment. Maybe to the point of uh, wanting to run to mama and hide behind her skirt because it would seem as if he was outnumbered. But he knew who was on his side. The prophet knew who he represented. He knew that the mighty, almighty God was on his side. The Bible says that he that abideth under the shadow of the almighty, hallelujah, that God, God protects them. God is with them. Somebody got to understand in this place tonight, uh, you don't fight alone. You got God on your side. I need somebody that believes that to give God a shout of praise. So now we see Elijah. He is challenging uh, these 450 prophets of Baal. And I love what he does. He just, he steps up there with confidence, with authority. 
And he begins to give them the breakdown of what the showdown was going to be all about. Lord have mercy. He says, let them give us two bullocks and let them choose one of them themselves. And cut it in pieces and lay it, uh, lay it on wood and put no fire under and I will dress up another and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. Elijah is letting the prophets of Baal know your magic is not going to work in this place. You're not going to be fakers, imitators, manipulators. With your magic. Because I imagine they already had it in their mind. Uh, we can do a little bit of magic and put some fire under it uh, and make it look like fire fell. He said, no, no, we ain't going to see that fake stuff be demonstrated in this thing. There are some folks that operate through manipulation that operate with a fake uh, sense of what apostolic should be and what it ought to be. Amen. And so they try to pollute even the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, in being able to act like as if this is fire. But there's a difference from man fire and God fire. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Karabotaya. Hallelujah. He says, uh, we don't need fake fire. We need God fire. We don't want fire from beneath, uh, but fire from up above. We need to see God's fire and not man's fire be demonstrated in the world today. Oh, Lord, I'm believing we're going to be baptized with fire in this place tonight. Somebody give a shout unto God. Somebody give a shout unto God. We need to see God's fire. Tell your neighbors, say, we need God's fire. America has been entertained for too long with man fire. Amen. You go to church, they got the finest music. They've got the finest stuff. They even got the smoke machine and, and a bubble machine. A bubble machine that when the bubble pops, smoke comes out of it. Amen. The latest, greatest stuff, that's man fire. All I need is the old-fashioned, apostolic, Pentecostal, Holy Ghost, fire to move amongst us. Do I have an apostolic in this place? Somebody give a shout unto God. Oh, 
So the prophet, Ushaya, the prophet of Baal, they built their altar and they began to plead to their God. Then the prophet Elijah even made fun of them. He said, scream a little louder. Maybe your God's asleep. Maybe he can't hear you. Maybe your God's gone on a trip. And they began to scream a little louder to the point that they even started cutting themselves with stone. Amen. To try to get their God's attention. Amen. So they're cutting themselves. They're dancing. They're parading. They're doing whatever they could to get their God's attention. And Elijah was chilling because he knew nothing was going to happen. Baby, when you know that your God is the only God. You don't got to be afraid of anything. Any religious group might want to imitate or act like they got when you know that our God is one and his name is one, I wish I had an apostolic that can give God the praise. So now, now he says, calm down, boys. My turn. I feel that sometimes God will allow people to perform and do their show and make themselves look crazy. And then God says, it's my turn. I love it when the doctor says, uh, I can't do anything anymore. Because that's when God says, ding, ding, it's my turn. Whenever anybody tells me that doctor said he can't do anymore, I begin to dance. I begin to shout. Because God says, I don't share my glory with nobody. And when the doctor says I can't, Jesus says I will. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Oh, I don't know who you are, but somebody ought to shout because there's a miracle already on its way to your life in the name of Jesus. Give God the praise. So the prophet, prophet of the Lord, oh God, we're in trouble. I didn't even put my clocker on, my timer on. Pray for me, church, amen. So the prophet of the Lord, he builds the sacrifice and he begins to pray. He says, hear me, oh God, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice 
and the wood and the stones and, and the dust and, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. And they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is. Oh, Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. We need America to see the fire of the Holy Ghost demonstrated through our churches in the name of Jesus. Somebody give a shout unto God. I dare you to touch two people and tell them, fire, fire. Just like Elijah knew that fire would make a difference. We as a church need to call fire down from heaven. We need the Holy Ghost and fire. We can't just come and play church. We got to have church. I wish somebody that came to have church that you will give a shout unto God right now. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. The only thing that could turn the tide of secular humanism and push it even out of our churches because there have been churches that have gotten humanism in them. The only way we can turn that is by having a demonstration of God's power. We don't live in a time uh, where all you say is Jesus loves you and that's enough. Uh, we live in a time uh, where we have to demonstrate the power of God. Uh, we have to demonstrate uh, that what the Bible says uh, really is true. Uh, miracles, signs, uh, and wonders uh, are for today. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. I believe that the only thing that can attract people from falling into the deception of witchcraft and uh, occultism, the only thing that can stop uh, this unholy mixture of religion that is happening nowadays you see churches that are mixing new age with their worship towards God. What? You're going to have to forgive me. I, I, I get mad every once in a while. Just pray for me. Pray. Somebody better pray right now. Amen. Makes me mad is when I see it in the apostolic church. We got our vibe. We got our style. Y'all didn't say nothing. I'm going over here. We got our vibe. We got our style. We don't need to be imitating somebody else and acting like somebody else. 
and trying to be like somebody else. Baby, a coffee in the lobby ain't going to do it. But fire in the church will do it. Oh, Lord, somebody better come and arrest me. I feel like preaching in this place tonight. Somebody give a shout out to God. For us, the church of the living God, hallelujah, that call on the name of Jesus, the ones that believe that we've been purchased by the blood of the Lamb, the ones that are redeemed, the ones that have been sanctified and have been under the fire of the Holy Ghost. It is our responsibility to demonstrate God's fire here on earth. Tell your neighbors, say, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. Churches must catch on fire. I said the church must catch on fire. Hallelujah. Sometimes we wait for the choir. Sometimes we wait for the preacher. Sometimes we wait for even the deacons. Amen. Don't wait too long. Amen. Praise God. But the church got to catch on fire. And I've realized something. I'm responsible for my own fire. Oh, I got to say it again. I'm responsible for my own fire. If I don't got it burning, then I can't expect for you to set me on fire. But I got to get the fire burning on the inside. Is there anybody that got the fire burning on the inside? Somebody give a shout of praise. The prayer of the church and the cry from the church must be, God, send the fire again. Send the fire again. We've become too proper. Man, I remember, I remember back in the day when sisters wore bobby pins. And they'd get a shouting. And then poofs would go all over the place. And then major, whatever they were, beehives, amen. And you'd see, you'd see, you'd, <laughs> you'd even see cartons on the ground because they came out from the big Praise God. And my brothers and I, we would sweep up the bobby pins after church. Not even wash them, but put them in little bags and sell them. But nobody was worried about being prim and proper. People wanted to come and have a move of God. 
It didn't matter if the restaurant closed or it didn't close. We just wanted a move of God. Oh, God, set the church on fire again. Somebody give God a shout of praise. I don't hear you give God a shout of praise. Watch this. First thing is, the first place that the fire must fall is in our pulpits. Amen. Hallelujah. We need the pulpits to be on fire. We need the pulpits to to feel free to preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. If we don't preach that hell is on its way and that sin will take you to hell, then we ain't doing our job. There is too many people trying to be seeker friendly and pat people on the back. Baby, you're going to hell if you don't repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. The pulpit, oh God, the pulpit must be on fire. Oh Lord, somebody give God praise right now. Sometimes we want the pastor to come and give us a nice little massage. Oh, yeah. Oh, that feels good, pastor. Do a little bit more on that side. Yeah. Yeah, just give me a nice little massage. Praise God. And then we leave church the same way we came to church. Can I preach this? Don't, don't worry, there's going to be miracles happen tonight. Because God's going to confirm His word. Amen. There's going to be miracles. There's going to be a demonstration of God's power that's going to happen in this place. In the name of Jesus. So we got to get the fire on the pulpit. You need to free your pastor, your preacher. You need to free him to preach the word from the pulpit. You need to free him to preach the word from the pulpit. You need to be saying, preach to me. Preach. Even if it hurts, preach. You're saving me from hell. Preach. Oh, Lord, somebody ought to give God a praise. Hallelujah. If we don't preach the truth that set the captives free, then they will never be freed. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, now then shall they call, uh, now then shall they call on him whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? If there is not a word that's coming out of the pulpit, if there's not fire coming out of the pulpit, then it's not enough to reach this world. Amen. We need fire to come upon the pulpit. We need fire to come upon the preaching. We need Holy Ghost preaching like never before. We need apostolic preaching like never before. Somebody that believes it, give God a praise right now. 
Somebody shout, Lord, send fire to the pulpits. Say it, say it with authority, Lord, send fire to the pulpit. And then the second place we need fire is we need fire in the pew. Oh, that's good all by itself. I said we need fire in the pew. You ought to come to church already fired up. You ought to come to church already with your praise on. Already with your worship on. Already saying we're going to see God move in this place tonight. Somebody that came to set this place ablaze. Give God the praise in the house. Tell your neighbor, say, look out, I, I am fire. Hallelujah. Fire got to come in the pew. There's got to be fire in our praise. There's got to be a fire in our worship. There's got to be fire right there in the pew. Amen. Let me tell you something. Fire is contagious. I said fire is contagious. You get one person on a pew to begin to shout, begin to praise. It don't matter who's on that pew. Before it's all said and done, they'll be clapping. They'll be moving their feet uh, because fire is contagious. I wish somebody will set it on fire right now. Somebody set it on fire. Clap your hands to the Lord. Clap. Clap. You get that fire in the pew, it allows for the preacher to preach easier. Get that fire going. Ooh, I like it. I, I like the way it's said in, in, in Spanish. It's fuego. Somebody say fuego. Hey, you just learned Spanish. Fuego, fire. You can tell when people come to church to set it on fire. They done come already juking and jiving in their car. Already just shouting and dancing and amen. And you think they're drunk because they're kind of going like that. As they're shouting on their way to church, they're, they're like, I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I tell you, when you come with a spirit of expectation uh, before the preaching even gets started, people will begin to get the Holy Ghost. Uh, people will begin to get their healing. Uh, people will begin to get their breakthrough. Uh, because when you come with a spirit of expectation, miracles happen in the place. Uh, did anybody come expecting a miracle in this place tonight? Uh, Give God the praise in the house. Uh, the, second, 
The third thing, the third thing. You get the fire in the pulpit. You get the fire in the pew. And then you get the fire in the home. If there's anything that is absolutely powerful is when there's fire in the home. When there's Holy Ghost fire in the home. That is absolutely powerful. I remember my, my, my wife and I, we had our kids and, and uh, we lived in this house where our room was over on this side, and their rooms was all the way over on the other side of the house and on the second floor. And they just got spooked one night, and they came, both of them, to our room. And they're like, we're scared. I'm like, well, you ain't sleeping in our bed. <laughs> hey, man, that ain't going to happen. And I just kind of look at my wife. I said, what are we going to do? She's like, well, maybe I could make a pellet in the closet because we had a big old walk-in closet. It was, it, it was our room, the bathroom, and then the walk-in closet. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I did not know that that was going to become their permanent residence. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I had to go in and get my suits. I had to walk over these kiddos. So one night, my daughter walks in. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. My daughter walks in. Of course, I'm asleep. My wife's asleep. And we're just, I'm like in the third heaven right now. Just floating with the angels in the third heaven, just feeling a great time. And I hear, <sighs> That's not in the third heaven. And then again, huh, and I opened up my eyes, and she's standing right there at the edge of the bed, just kind of, girl was five years old. I said, what's going on? You can't sleep? No. Can't sleep. I said, I said, why? She said, could David's in there getting the Holy Ghost? I said, what, 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 what? Wait a minute, what do you mean he's getting the Holy Ghost? She said he's in there and he's doing that speaking in tongues thing in the room all by himself and I can't sleep. My wife and I were like, my God have mercy, because my son had not gotten the Holy Ghost yet. We walked in. <laughs> We walked into that closet. My boy was on the floor, seven years old, speaking in tongues in the closet. 
baby, we need the fire in the home. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost in the home. Somebody lift up a shout of praise. I don't hear you lift up a shout of praise. Lift up your hands. I feel the glory of God in this place. We need God to baptize us with fire. We need our home to be baptized with fire. My God, I feel the glory of the Lord in this place. Somebody lift up your voice right now. I feel the glory of God moving in this house. We need God to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. I was just a few days ago. I, I have you, you can be seated. I have I have a uh, a COVID gym, amen, because I had to build a gym in my house because all the gyms were closed. I know y'all were not so, you know, strict and stuff, whatever, amen, but the rest of the world were crazy. Everybody should have moved to Ohio, amen. <laughs> Praise God. At least it feels like it's normal here, amen. Some places they still are. They're crazy, amen. Just gone crazy. The world's gone crazy, amen. Even saints have gone crazy. My God of mercy. Praise God. Like as if we've forgotten that our God is the worker of miracles. Like as if, like as if our God went on vacation. And he ain't doing miracles no more. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. As soon as, soon as the government began to say that churches couldn't gather, I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. Sickness does not start in the house of God. Healing starts in the house of God. Miracles start in the house of God. The only thing you should get infected by is the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, in this place. Uh, somebody give God a shout of praise. So I was, I was in my gym, and uh, I've got I've got to exercise every day. I've been kind of, kind of cursed to that. Hallelujah. I gotta exercise. If I don't exercise the next day, I gain weight. Amen. So I've gotta exercise every day. What you don't understand is I used to weigh 447 pounds. And uh, I've had to work on it. Amen. It's been, oh God, have mercy. Hallelujah. And so I, I developed a gym in my house. 
and uh, and I always do like a little little routine and stuff like that, and I turn music on, and it so happened that that day I had this music that says, uh, "We, I need the Holy Ghost. Uh, fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire." And then it says, "Baptize me with the Holy Ghost." And I was doing like one of those. Uh, I don't have a jump rope because I don't like jump ropes because I don't get it on the beat. Amen. <laughs> I'm always tripping over my jump rope. Amen. It's a, I'm like, forget that. I'll do air jump rope. Amen. <laughs> so I jump without the jump rope. Somebody told me, yeah, I do, I do air jump as well. He said, I just don't jump. Amen. <laughs> so I was... I was there, I was doing my little jump rope deal, kind of like a boxer will do. And you do one leg, and you do the other leg, and you're just jumping like that. And, and the music is going, and I'm going with the beat of the music, and, and, and it's just going. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the singer says, I need the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Whew. All of a sudden... In the middle of my jumping, the Holy Ghost just came into that room, and I fell to the ground, and I began to speak in tongues. It was, it was a newness of the Holy Ghost that came over me. I began to speak in tongues. It was the new tongues that God was bringing upon me. I felt, I felt God was rebaptizing me with the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we're so churchified that we know how to go through the routine. We know how to fake it till we make it. Amen. And so that Holy Ghost began to fall. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want to baptize my church with the fresh fire of my presence. I want to baptize my church with the fresh fire of my presence. Is there anybody hungry for the fresh fire of the Holy Ghost? Somebody lift up your voice right now. Somebody lift up your voice right now. In the name of Jesus. God's doing amazing things. I've seen, I've seen more miracles happening in the last few months than what I've ever seen in my whole time of ministry. God's been doing awesome things. I'm about to come to a close. That means nothing. Amen. <laughs> That's like when the pilot says we've started our initial descent. It means nothing. And people that don't fly, they're like already getting in position, putting their seatbelt on. And I'm like, chill, we still got 20 minutes. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So I was, uh, I don't know what I, oh, yeah, praise God. <laughs> I was down in Brownsville, Texas. When I was in Brownsville, Texas, we were in a conference. And the power of God was moving in that place. And I preached about the Holy Ghost and uh, God filling people with the Holy Ghost. And, and so I made a call to the altar for people to come 
and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And as we were praying, I saw a man that was standing over in this area, and he was a Hispanic man. And by his clothes, I could tell that he had just crossed over into the United States of America. And so I, I knew he was new. And by his facial features, I knew that he was from the southern part of Mexico. Because I grew up in Latin America, and you see facial features, you know where they're from. Amen. It's kind of like here in the United States, when people talk, you know they're from Texas, you know, amen. And, uh, and so I knew, I said, this guy just crossed the border. He's new here in the United States of America. So I get down, and the pastor calls me over. And uh, when he calls me over, he, he says, he says, Brother Josh, he needs the Holy Ghost. I'm like, okay. And then he took off running. And I'm like, man, my reinforcements just left. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he takes off running. And, uh, and I, <laughs> I said to the man, I said, I said, we're going to pray. I said, now I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hands. And he's just looking at me. And I said to him in Spanish again, close your eyes and lift your hands. He wasn't doing nothing. So I reached down and I grabbed his hand. I'm like, it's going to take a while. Hallelujah. So I reached out and grabbed his hand, lifted up his hand. And I said, now lift up the other hand. And he's like this. He's just looking at me. And I grabbed his other hand and I lifted up. And I said, now close your eyes. So he closed his eyes and got his hands raised. And I'm praying for him. And I'm telling him, open your mouth. Nothing. Sitting there, standing there, his mouth closed. This is the crazy thing: is I, I could feel that the Holy Ghost wanted to fall upon him. I could feel the Holy Ghost wanted to fill him. I've seen thousands of people be filled with the Holy Ghost, and there's there, there there's a, a a moment, there's a feeling that you that when the when the Holy Ghost is about to fall into that person, that's why you could be in any country. Not know the language and know when God's filled somebody with the Holy Ghost. Because there's a feeling there. So I, I, I could feel it. And I'm like, my Lord have mercy. The guy, he ain't worshiping. And I've always told people, you got to open up your mouth. Because the Bible says open your mouth and I will feel it. So I always tell people, you got to open your mouth. But I could feel the Holy Ghost wanting to fall upon him in that moment. And so... I said, well, we're going for it. Hallelujah. And so I said, by the authority and the word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus, be filled with the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. When I laid hands on his head, all of a sudden this man, in the most perfect, beautiful English, began to say, I magnify you, Lord. I worship you, God. I lift up your name. I'll be honest with you. I got mad. Because I was like, oh man, this guy is a coconut. Amen. He's brown on the outside and he's white on the inside. Praise God. He's just a coconut. Amen. 
I'm like, this dude knew English all the time, and I'm, I'm here speaking to him in Spanish. I'm like, I bet you he doesn't even speak Spanish. So now I'm praying for him in English. Amen. I'm like, come on now. That's good. Yes, you're worshiping God. I'm like, now, now loosen that tongue. Now the pastor comes around. And when the pastor comes around, he looks and he goes, oh, my God. And he takes off running. I'm like, my God of mercy, I got to talk to that guy after church. He's got that running spirit. Amen. And he takes off running, and I realized this was a victory lap. And he comes back around, and he said, Brother Dross, two miracles. I said, okay, what is it? He said, this man has only been in the United States for three days. He don't know English. And I said, what's the second miracle? He said, he's mute. He has never spoken in his life. Somebody give God praise right now. When the fire falls, miracles happen. When the fire falls, miracles happen. When the fire falls, miracles happen. Somebody give God praise right now. You ought to shout in this place. I said you ought to shout in this place. You ought to shout in this place. I feel the Holy Ghost. Everybody lift up your hands. There's a power of God in this place. Somebody give God the glory. Somebody give God the praise. I need intercessors interceding right now. I need intercessors interceding. Come on, come on, that's the Holy Ghost moving. In the name of Jesus.